When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Boland. And this is oh, Car Stuff. That's right. Yeah, this we got to mention this name. Yeah. You know, it's we, been a while, so we need to we need to mm-hmm. kind of remind people. We're back. That's right. We're back. We're live in the studio. That's right. We've got a cool topic today. Yes. A brand new topic uh, for a brand new episode. And this is not exactly about a car. No, no. But it, it kind of, in a way it is. It's mm-hmm. It's been described as a car without the shell. Have you heard that yes. description of this yes. thing? Because it's really a unique vehicle. I mean, I've, of course, we've, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I've never seen one of these on the road. I doubt that you have. No, and uh, it, it's quite possible that legally we might not be able to see one, depending That's on where we're at. True, yeah. It's been tested on the road where this person builds these things, but, um, you know, because we've seen the videos of it in mm-hmm. action. Um, but it's really an interesting vehicle, so let's just jump right in and talk about it. You want to? So, what, first of all, what what is it? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, drum roll, please. Look, out on the road, it's not a car, it's not a motorcycle, it's a Lazarus Wazuma. Oh, boy, yeah, these are cool, aren't they? You know, to me, Ben, when I first saw this, you know who I instantly thought of when I saw this vehicle? And you may be able to guess. Go ahead and just, just blurt out an answer. Who do you think I thought of? I'm going to I'm going to go with a guess that I think is wrong. Uh, Evil can evil. Batman. Batman. Yeah, because Batman. of the Batman movies. This absolutely looks like a Batman vehicle to me. Mm-hmm. I, especially the flat black version of this thing yeah, that we're going to talk about. That matte black V8. Exactly. This is a uh, this is an awesome vehicle. What it is is a quad bike. Which is kind of a, it's an, I want to say it's a new idea, but maybe not. It seems like there's a couple of versions of this out there. Mm-hmm. Timing wise, I don't know how many, uh, you know, if this is the first or what. I'm just not sure because I've seen other, other versions that are a little bit less powered than this one. Maybe that's a great way of putting it. I, I guess so. And I'm, then also, to be fair, I, 
I, we have to say this about it. It is technically a quad. People will tell you that it drives like a trike, like a three-wheel design, mm-hmm. and that's because of what I what I'm sure we'll talk about uh, a little bit later. The W design. Yeah, exactly. It's got a really unique. Uh, track, I guess, to it, um, in the way that the, the wheels are spaced. So let's, let's just jump right in here. We're talking about, uh, the Lazarus Wazuma, mm-hmm. and it is built in, uh, France. Yes, it is built in a town in France that you and I both tried pronouncing. Yeah, we tried this ahead of time, and uh, we're not going to even give it a shot. You can just look up our article and find out where it's built exactly in France. But mm-hmm. um, it's an unpronounceable town, and uh, <laughs> it's built by uh, the, you know the, the guy. There's a guy that owns this shop, and his name is Ludwig. Lazarus, and that's where, of course, the Lazarus part of this name comes from. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, Ludwig has been at this since 1998, mm-hmm. where he had a shop that he used to modify motorcycles. Yes, in 1998, his shop first opened, and they made a lot of uh, street cred for themselves by creating or by modifying and customizing Yamahas, mm-hmm. and this grew into a very Prestigious, I think we can call them prestigious high-end sort of uh, motorcycle and somewhere between a motorcycle and a customization company because they don't just modify Yamahas. They also yeah. restore classic cars. Exactly. Yeah, they, they um, you know, they've got this mo- these motorcycles that they modify. I think they've provided motorcycles for films before. Yes, they um, also do prototypes. Yeah, prototypes for films. And, uh, you know, these are, of course, high-end, hand-built vehicles that, you know, are, are really... They go into the hands of collectors, really. People yeah. that are really, really into, uh, custom vehicles. And, you know, they, they not only do motorcycles, like you said, they have other vehicles, like, uh, they have a, a, a three-wheel bike. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, uh that's the, uh, Trizuma. Yeah, the Trizuma, which you, uh, well, we could figure out how the name of that came about. But, um, then there's the, uh, let's see, there's another one that was a, you know what, Ben? I saw something on there that was like a snowmobile that had tracks. Oh yeah, That's, oh. And I don't, you know, the 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 name of it is like Motonege Bad or something like mm-hmm. that. Motonege, mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. Um, but it's like a snowmobile with with tracks. They have a lot of mini cars. You mentioned the vehicles that they restore. Right. Um, they take the mini automobiles, the original mini designs. And they cram giant V8 engines into them. So they've got, you know, these, these, well, they have like a Rover V8 engine, which is, you know, a smaller size V8, which sure. kind of, I don't know if you're going to do this kind of thing. It makes sense to use that V8 engine, uh, for that type of vehicle, you know, with the limited space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, rather than trying to shove, you know, like a great big Chevrolet or a, a Chrysler engine in there. Right. They put, he puts this, uh, this Rover V8, which I'm, I'm guessing in France is much easier to get a hold of anyways. Probably so. But, uh, you know, you can imagine some of the power that these little things have. They have, you know, different body styles. He's got some that, you know, the tops have been cut off on. Yeah. He's got speedster designs. He's got a pickup truck design. There's several mini vehicles that he's built mm-hmm. uh, with these big V8 engines. And so for all of our listeners who have written in to, uh, uh, to our Facebook page or to us via email to say, hey, guys, more stuff about enormous engines crammed into vehicles. Yeah. Uh, this website is for you guys. You should check it out. It is, definitely. It's just, what is it, Lazarus.com? Is that uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, or dot .fr? It's dot .fr because it's in France. So it's yeah. Lazarus.fr. And they have English translations for Yeah, the, most of it. I've most checked out, of it. And most of the site, I checked most of the pages, and a lot of them are translated right below the, the French text. So mm-hmm. you won't be lost. And besides that, a lot of cool photos to look at. 
And to follow up with the other Zumas in the Zuma family, they're yeah. the Quad Zumas. Yes, that's what, what we're talking about today. Right. And the most, uh, the, there's a group called Quad Zumas that sort of prefigure or precede the, uh, Wazumas, but the Wazumas, man, they are the end word. <laughs> uh, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, but a little bit about the name. Uh, you know, Wazuma is a very interesting name. It yeah. sounds like it, it sounds like it should be a word that yeah. maybe is in a language we don't know. Yeah. The good news is that it's a little bit of a portmanteau. That's where you take two different kinds of words or two different words and stick them together, mm-hmm. uh, to make a larger meaning. So, According to our wonderful article here that we've we've uh, pulled from our website, which you should visit, mm-hmm. and we'll plug it at the end. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, Zuma comes from the Japanese word for storm. So uh, trizuma, wazuma, the zuma part there means storm. Storm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the wa part refers to the quads. You know this one. Yep. The shape of the vehicle, the uh, the W configuration of the wheels we mentioned before, mm-hmm. and what's really weird about these this wheel configuration is it's so wide at the front, it almost has like a um you know when we talked about three wheel vehicles yeah. a long time ago yeah we talked about the tadpole configuration there's delta and tadpole mm-hmm. this one has the tadpole configuration where it's wide at the front narrow at the back and when I say wide at the front I mean really wide at the really front. wide yeah and it has you know if you can picture this too it's not like motorcycle tires or, or even regular quad tires these are like uh, these are like sports car tires they're 18 inch rims mm-hmm. uh, so they're great big tires these are these are vehicle tires really yeah and they're wide too I mean the front tires are eight inches wide and the rear tires are 10 inches wide and they're really close together at the back. So uh, th- this thing, again, it has kind of a Batman-esque look to it. I think that, you know, he would be right at home on this vehicle mm-hmm. in, the next, in the next movie. Yeah, yeah, you could see it. Uh, if you are a fan of Batman, uh, like we are, then you can probably remember in the, let's see, uh, in the second installment of the Nolan Batman trilogy where mm-hmm. he's, where he's uh, chasing the Joker. I feel like that's not a spoiler. Everybody knows the Joker's oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, he's on a quad that looks so, so, so very similar. It, it does, really. And yeah. you know what? One quick thing before we move on to yes. you, because I want to talk about the specs of these vehicles and the, and the versions of it, because oh, there's, good, there's yeah. three different there's versions three. of them you can get. <laughs> when you when I saw the word Wazuma, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have broken it up as to uh, how do you break it up again? Uh, Zuma and Wa. Ah, see, I would have broken it up as Wazoo, <laughs> and then Ma, because I've always heard the Wazoo term. You know, like oh. I've got to, I'll cash out the Wazoo or whatever. <laughs> but, but you know, I think that has a completely different meaning, right? I, I think a yeah. Wazoo. He does. probably doesn't want that in any way associated with his vehicle. Oh yeah, we got Wazoo. We yeah. got to learn to apologize in French. <laughs> uh, but first, let's let's go over these three types, right? Yeah. yeah okay, sure. uh, I'll kick it off. So we know that Lazarus started with modifying Yamahas. So the first Wazuma is a Yamaha R1 based design. Okay, this thing uh, has. About a hundred horsepower. There are some that are sold in the Middle East that are tuned to have a higher horsepower. Extremely respectable. Yeah, yeah. Extremely respectable. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that phrase, Scott. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's, that's high power for mm-hmm. a motorcycle or anything like that. You know, something, a vehicle small like this without really an entire body frame around it, a lot of aerodynamics mm-hmm. to worry about. This is just basically an engine on a quad frame. Yes, it's got a 1,000 cc engine. Okay, and it uh, it's going to run you about 65 grand. 
That's U.S. dollars, right? That's U.S. dollars. Okay. That's the U.S. Uh, that's the U.S. conversion rate, and it is you know uh, it's it's a heck of a cool thing, and it already looks kind of weird. But that wasn't enough for Ludovic and the gang. They said, "Let's get." Crazy with it, sixty-five thousand dollars, and they want to go crazier. They want to go crazy. They want to go crazier than a than a one hundred and seventy-eight horsepower quad vehicle. So what do they do? <laughs> this is something else. Yeah. Should we jump right into the giant one, or do we want to uh, talk about the V8F first? Oh, uh, let's say V8F because you already said it. Uh, yeah, I just said you know it. I mean? So you know what? We'll go back after this. Okay. What's uh, that? We're actually going to jump to the latest version and go back to number two because number two just seems a little bit crazier to me. Yes. The latest version, and I just said it, mm-hmm. V8F. The F stands for Ferrari. So it's a V8 Ferrari engine, a three-liter V8 Ferrari engine. Two hundred and fifty uh, horsepower, Ben. Yes, sir. So and that's uh, that's pretty strong for a three liter engine, really. And it barely weighs a thing, considering the size of that engine. Yeah, you know, the, our author here mentioned uh, weighs half as much as a Chevy Cruze, but it costs more than an Audi R8 Spider. So we'll talk about the cost in just a second. But half, just ponder this for a minute. You got a Ferrari three liter engine. Now you you know how quick Ferraris are. Yeah, just ruminate on this. This is a, a V8 Ferrari engine, the, you know, the three liter engine. It weighs about 1,400 pounds, Ben. That's mm-hmm. the total weight of this thing. About 1,400, maybe give or take a few pounds, but, um, that's pretty incredible. And they, they put it, they made it with a, a BMW M3 transmission. So Good, it's got a, yeah. so it's got a six speed transmission. Mm-hmm. And it's a, yeah, six speed sequential, uh, transmission. This thing can go in less than three seconds. You're going to be hitting 100 miles an hour. Right? Oh, man. Wait, wait, you said a zero to 100 miles wait, per hour wait, in, in three seconds? I would believe it. Cause you think about a super bike. Okay, something that you know, you know, the bikes that pull up to you at the you know the street light or whatever, and they're gone before you can even know it, right? They're just they're mm-hmm. gone. You can't even see them anymore. It's that power to weight it, ratio. It's, it's unbelievably fast. Well, I mean, I would believe three seconds zero to one hundred on this thing just because of the weight and the power, because the power mm-hmm. is immense out of this thing. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations 
questions that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You want to go to the third one? Well, not yet. We got more? Let's, let's just mention a little bit more on okay, this. Okay, let's because, play with it. You know, it's, a, it's again, 1,400, 1,400 pounds, 250 horsepower. Mm-hmm. We didn't mention the cost yet. No, we didn't. Now, there's prestige that goes with, you know, the Ferrari name. Yeah, it's of definitely course. a brand. Now, you're, you're sitting on top of a Ferrari engine. Of course, this version is red. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also a matte black edition, which is all, you know, like a flat black almost. That's what Scott and I call the Batman edition. In fact, that's the, uh, that's the image that you'll, that's the images, I should say, that you'll see in our article on our site. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the matte black edition. Um, so guess what that Ferrari engine is going to cost you? It's going to cost you about 280,000 US dollars. For this thing, two hundred eighty thousand, Ben. Yeah. For a vehicle that you know you can only drive in the sun, or you know sunny days, I should say. You don't want to really drive it in the rain, probably, right? I don't know, man. You only live once. Right? Not when it's too cold out. You know, it's it's kind of got the same rules as a motorcycle because really you're on a motorcycle. Sure. I mean, for all not not really, but you're on this this quad that's a little bit more stable, but a lot more stable. But it's uh, I don't know. It's it seems like it's a fair weather vehicle. Mm-hmm. By all means, right? Now, Scott, you and I are going to have a hilarious conversation about safety mm. after we do the three types. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it is limited. You know, the, the funny yeah. thing is, this one's limited to a 150 miles per hour. So yes. it's limited to 150. Um, I don't know. I think that's probably a good move. But, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be people out there that modify these things so that, you know, that it, it has no limit. Right. Um, it'll go as fast as they want it to go. Mm. But, um, you know, I could see this thing like at the Texas mile or something, you know, trying to like just <laughs> ultimate top speed, <laughs> right, one right. mile run. Yeah. But um, to limit it at 150, I think it's probably a good idea with an with an open vehicle like this. Yes, because, again, we should emphasize, without uh, without getting too much into the safety stuff that I'm so looking forward to talking about, uh, it, this <laughs> is open. There is not a roll bar of any sort, of course, because it's still motorcycle rules. There's also not a windshield. Uh, you And, you know, of course, you're going to be wearing a helmet mm-hmm. on this, but uh, keep in mind that... The rules that apply to motorcycle driving apply to this thing, even though it's a quad. Yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, 
it, it's all open. Like you said, you're, you're basically out in the elements. You're unprotected more or less, you know, unless you've got some incredible exoskeleton safety system that you're wearing. Um, you know, there's no airbags or anything like that that you'd have in a car, but it has, you know, supercar power, mm-hmm. extremely lightweight. Yeah. $280,000. It's got a, you know, one thing I need to mention before we go on here, because I, I do want to get to the, the next version, which okay. is even more intense. Right. Um, although not the latest. Not the latest. Um, the BMW transmission that I mentioned, it has a push-button shifter, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, you, right you on the handlebars. You there, mentioned yeah. sequential, because I think people might be thinking, like, well, what, how do you shift this thing? Is it a gated shifter like a Ferrari might have, you know, the metal gates? Right, nope. Um, you don't have to take your hands off the steering wheel, or off, not the wheel, but the uh, handlebars, because mm-hmm. it, it does have handlebars. Um, so it is a push-button shifter, which yeah. I thought was kind of unique. And it, and it is because, um, you know, push-button shifters have had at times, a bad name in the engineering world. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name any cars, but if I did, I would name the Edsel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's it's really cool to see this come back because the idea, when properly applied, it just makes sense, especially if you're on something like this vehicle. It makes sense not to have the driver distracted. This is a bit different than the Edsel. In the, I, I know, in, I know. And you don't select neutral drive, whatever. Right, right. You, you're pushing a button that's to more shift. like a... Uh, uh, you know, the, the the same goal is accomplished with a paddle shifter, only right. you're just activating a, a micro switch that's behind the paddle. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same idea, but, um, you know, it's it's tested and it's and it's proven. It's just a, it's a different way to do things, and I think it's a mm. better way than having, uh, you know, someone on a vehicle that's capable of going to 0 to 100 in three seconds, uh, taking their hand off the steering wheel. And my, the, uh, my point part. is just that the... Taking it to people's fingers just to push like that is, yeah. is, is probably a smart move. I definitely agree. All right, Mr. Benjamin, we have the last type of the vehicle, uh, that we wanted to review coming up, the one we liked so much so that we skipped time. We traveled in time so we could talk about this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, last. we did jump ahead, didn't we? And before we do, before we travel back to the timeline, uh, I want to take a second to ask you on the air about the show we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Before yeah, we started know, recording. And I, I don't often do this, Ben. I don't, uh, I don't really promote a lot of things within the, you know, I don't, I don't say what I really, really enjoy to watch because I, I mean, I don't know. I'm a little private with that type of thing. But sure. Last night I was watching a program on TV and it, and it happened to be from our network. It's from Discovery. And I got instantly hooked on this thing. And I think that this fits right into the wheelhouse of a lot of our listeners. And I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to say a whole lot about it. I'm not going to tell you what time it's on or anything like that. I just want to tell you, this is a cool show. It's called Fast and Loud, and it's on Discovery. Check it out. It's definitely worth time, worth your time. It's just really cool to see these guys. They, they end up flipping vehicles. You know, they'll find them out in the middle of a field, and they're just nothing but rust and, mm-hmm. you know, practically have chickens living inside the interior. They bring them back to the shop. They do kind of, and I, I don't want to say the minimum because they, they make them safe, but they do the minimum to make them a, 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 a valuable vehicle, something that someone yeah. wants to buy. You know, they'll, they'll leave the rust on the vehicle, but they may polish up what's there, the chrome. Sure. But they'll put a new crate engine in something, or they'll keep it original. Or, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of different variations of this, but they make them safe. They make the brakes work. They make the steering work, all the gauges, everything. But uh, it's called Fast and Loud. These guys are really fun to watch. It's it's a neat program. And, again, I... I not getting paid to sponsor this or anything, right, but right. but I just I got instantly hooked on it. I'm going to be watching this every week from now on. And just off the title alone, "Fast and Loud" is an excellent introduction to what yeah. what 
I feel is, I, I don't know, man, it may be my favorite type of Wazuma, the Wazuma Bio V12. Yes, yeah, the V12, you heard him right. It's, yeah. a, it's a V12 in the same configuration we just talked about, the W mm-hmm. configuration. Uh, but it's a BMW engine. Exactly, it's a BMW supercharged V12 engine. So you're, you're talking about a vehicle here, Ben, that has 500 horsepower. No airbags, no no, uh, no, no canopy still. No, none of that. So this is this is awesome, and, and they call it a Bio V12 because it runs on E85 ethanol instead of gasoline. Now, yeah. I found this a little bit... Uh, contradictory. Yeah, the the it, there's an interesting thing here because the ethanol will allow for a higher compression. Sure. And as a result, there are uh, there are people you know all, all throughout the forums that talk about this that say this is one of the reasons that really enables it to reach that 500 horsepower well, mark. You know, but okay, so Indy cars run on all ethanol. Right. They're, they're completely ethanol. Yeah. So um, you're talking about a fuel that you know, that does work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of you know dispute over E85 specifically because of you know the the way that we're growing and producing corn here in the states. Sure. And, you know, the, the purpose of the the, uh, the product or the the, the crop rather. Mm-hmm. And just how efficient it really is, you know, when you get down into it. But, it, but um, you know, there's a lot of ethanol pro-con arguments going sure. back and forth. Most of them recently have been con. And yes. And there's some good reason for some, for most of that. Mm. Okay. Um, this one specifically runs on E85, and I think it's just more or less just to say that they did it. Just to say that, you know, they were, they could call it the Bio V12, just to be kind of cool. See, that's the thing. I, I have to admit, I wondered about this too, because it's so easy to uh, put to do a couple of things for a vehicle, a product of any sort, really, and then to say this is you know the new environmentalist revolution <laughs> or something. Yeah. And especially what's strange about this? Now I say this as fan as a fan of these vehicles. What's strange about this is that when you think of the typical person who would buy a Lazarus Wazuma, you're not really, and maybe I'm being cynical. I'm not really thinking of someone who's overly concerned about their carbon footprint. No, no, I don't think so. And that's the thing. Like, it's a one-person vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, this is going into some uh, commuter car that, you know, is going to be used for carpooling uh, on, you know, highways in the city. Right. This is different. This is this is a one-person vehicle that's built for speed, clearly. And uh, it's definitely, I, I don't know, it just seems contradictory in, in if they put a, a bio version of this engine. It just seems like, you know, the, the, the V12 would run on just regular standard gas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, premium, of course. But, sure. Um, I, I don't know. It just it just seems contradictory to me in, in every way. I don't know. Same same probably with you and same probably with a lot of listeners that, you know, just it just didn't seem to be make sense to put these two together. So now it all comes down to one of the coolest questions, and I hope maybe one of our listeners is contemplating this. Uh, how do you buy one of these? Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, we, we mentioned, uh, you know, the prices on the other ones. That, that last one that we were talking about, the V12, that one's also $280,000. So the same price as the Ferrari engine. You get the V12 BMW engine for the same price. Pretty hefty. Yeah, $280,000. But if you want to buy one, that's where it gets a little tricky. You have to contact Lazarus directly, and mm-hmm. you can do that through their website. We mentioned it was Lazarus.fr. Yep. And, um, you know, they're all special made. They're all handmade, and you can pick and choose the parts you want on these things. Sure, they're made to order. So this has some, uh, this has some advantages to you, uh, 
that means they all come with limited serial number, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it does also mean that there's much more customization available because they don't manufacture these with the typical mass production line. Yeah, this is uh, this is where the line between we mentioned this in the article too. The line between builder and customizer kind of is kind of blurry. Yeah, it's a gray area. Uh, customizer indicates that you're taking a vehicle that's already built and customizing it, you know, making it different or your own. Mm-hmm. Builder means you're taking something from scratch and building it, you know, the, you know, from the very beginning. And that's kind of, this is kind of a mix of both because he's taking the engines out of certain vehicles, he's taking the brakes off of certain vehicles, the wheels mm-hmm. and whatever. But um, you know, this is Regardless of how you look at it, it's very exclusive. You get to pick and choose exactly what you want. He hand builds each one in the shop, you know, in France. Um, it takes several months for you to get one of these, you know, built, you know, from the time you order one to the time it's delivered. Which is pretty quick, depending on how, on how customized these are. Yeah, that's not really that bad. You know, yeah. for a vehicle like this, you're going to be willing to wait a couple months now, you know, to, uh, to get it. You don't have to have it right now, I don't think. And I'm sure, you know, we, we talked about this that, there may or may not be a used Lazarus market here. Yeah. And I don't know about the V8F yet. Uh-huh. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about the V12, the BMW engine. But that's but, the thing. Collectors are buying these. But I'm thinking. I'm thinking that maybe that original, the uh, the, the Yamaha-powered yeah. mm-hmm. version, you know, the R1-based version, mm-hmm. I would think that maybe, just maybe, there's one of those out there for sale, you know, that's used at this point. So tell us if you find one, if you'd like to do it. And we also want to have uh, the very short to hilarious conversation to close out about safety. Scott, riddle me this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what uh, What are some of the common safety uh, measures or systems that uh, other vehicles have that the Wazuma does not? Uh, I wouldn't have, uh, well, first of all, any kind of protection all around you. So much like a motorcycle, you're out in the open. That's okay. one. Um, let's see. I guess you're you're laying on top of the engine. That's another hazard right there that you wouldn't have in a in a car. Okay, that's two. No windshield, so you're wearing a helmet instead. But uh, hopefully, you're wearing a helmet. All right, I give you two and a half for that. Okay. No. Uh, no see. ABS. Um, that's I, a, a, yeah, I don't know. No, they don't have. I don't it. think. Oh, it does not. Okay. Mm. So well, that's fine. Some people prove you know choose to not have that anyway. So sure. It, more of a pure. Um, uh, feeling, I guess, or pure experience. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else wouldn't it have? It wouldn't have, uh, airbags, of course. Right, right. And, um, uh, and the reason I bring this up, you win the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're a natural, my friend. The reason we bring this up is, is just to point out that this has been a matter of debate in some of the forums, uh, that are commenting on the Wazuma vehicle. Some people are saying this looks like a terribly expensive way to kill yourself or something. Mm-hmm. But I want to go ahead and stand up for the people who enjoy this, the people who want to buy it will be responsible with it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, this is not, this is not a death trap, uh, unless the driver is making it one. Yeah, I mean, any a bicycle could be dangerous if you ride it the wrong way in mm-hmm. the wrong conditions. So, you know, any any vehicle has the potential to be dangerous. I think. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in some way, even mm-hmm. a lawnmower has the potential to be dangerous if you use it the wrong way. It just makes mm-hmm. sense. You 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 follow the rules or follow the safety precautions that you know the manufacturer lays out for you, or common sense tells you that you should follow, mm-hmm. and uh, you, know, you should be fine. And if it's good enough for Batman. Really, who are we to object? (laughs) How can we we argue with that? (laughs) If you use paper, you're a human. 
But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to wrap this up with yeah, some listener mail? I think I would, yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go, guys. We uh, Scott and I are both excited to finally get back to listener mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are like Santa stranded in the North Pole for years. We have a backlog of requests, oh, you know? Oh, boy. But we've made a list. We've checked it several times. Uh, Niall writes in. Uh, Niall from the Internet writes in to say, Scott. Oh. That's all he said. No, he no said, that's it. He no. said, uh, Scott, I listened to a car show about unusual stories about used cars and wanted to share a story with the team about my car. I bought a 1972 MGBGT from a guy in 1978. 
The guy had it shipped from Hawaii to Salt Lake City, Utah. When he got it here, he couldn't get it to run, so he started working on it. I think he was an accountant. When I got to his house to look at it, I was amazed to see this swell car scattered around the back lawn. The radiator had been on the ground so long that weeds were growing through it. There were several buckets of parts that were full of water from rain and sprinklers. We came to a price. I loaded the parts up and borrowed a rake to get the rest out of the overgrown grass. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I towed it home and got it started. At that time, parts for foreign cars came from European auto parts. No internet, not much here but VWs. I had the radiator made by an industrial company that replaced the core. The one they chose was four inches thick. It cooled well but held about four gallons of antifreeze. <laughs> expensive. Sounds yeah, expensive. Uh, the last part is here. I overhauled the engine, made some parts for the carburetors, some updraft Webers, I think. When I got done, the thing would start but only run for a few seconds. I discovered the muffler had a rat nest packed in it. Probably the original problem. I did end up taking out the strange shock absorbers, machined the housing, installed stainless steel sleeves, and modified it to take brake parts from a Ford brake cylinder kit. Not bad. That's a lot of work, Niall. Sounds like it was worth it, though. I'm sure that at the end it was uh, very satisfying to drive that car. Yeah, eventually they had to give it away because their kids couldn't ride with them. Ah, uh, you know, when you put that much effort into something, though, that just, it, it's so, I guess, I just said it, it's satisfying. It feels it's, so good to drive in a vehicle like that that you have taken from a basket case in someone's backyard. Yeah. Into uh, something that you can drive and be proud of. With a rake. I I know that's amazing. That that's pretty a, cool. That is pretty cool. So thanks, thanks, Niall. Um, okay, so then Dave writes in uh, to say uh, that he has a request with the passing of Carol Shelby. I think we need to do a podcast of his life and accomplishments. Please give a shout out to me, uh, Dave in Ohio. Uh, and that is because, and Dave wants us to do that because Carol Shelby is one of his idols. Okay. And likewise, Carol Shelby is a, a fantastic topic idea. Mm. I think we should definitely do that. You know, we, uh, we actually have talked about this and it was more mm. kind of a, uh, you know, there's a lot of prep work that goes into something like that. So we wanted to wait right. a little bit, but, um, I don't know. It's maybe a little bit of respect to have, you know, just wait a little while before we do it, but, um, definitely a good topic. Yeah, we, we love biographies and we try to make them worth everybody's time. Sometimes we can run a little bit long with them, but that is a good thing in our opinions. Uh, okay, so then last one, uh, Mackenzie writes into us to say that, uh, she just started re- I just recently started listening to car stuff. I love it. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, finishing up her forensic science graduate research, uh, started listening to the podcast and uh she attached two pictures of her old van because she heard how much I liked vans. Yes. Now Scott, I we talked about this on the air. I wanted to surprise you with these on the air while I read this. Ah, yes. Here's from her email. This thing is awesome. It's not too often that you get to drive a stick minivan. My parents let me paint it in high school because the paint was starting to chip a little. They didn't know I'd paint the whole thing. This thing has so many stories. The sliding door opened while I was driving it, and the van was even stolen uh, while I was an intern in Syracuse. And so uh, she wanted to say that uh, she would like to hear us do podcasts on catalytic converters, uh, among some other things. She said she looks forward to hearing more, and she made sure uh, for us to give a loud shout-out to Chuck and Josh saying, uh, hey, Skullbags. Okay, I'm not sure what that means, but let's hope we didn't get in trouble. You know, I'm looking at these pictures of this van. This is kind of cool. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, it seems like a, I don't know, a good high school vehicle. Is it, you said high school or is it college? Uh, let's see. Yeah, this uh, was the uh, high school. High school. Okay, it looks kind of cool. It's uh, it's got it's 
quite a flame job that she has put on this vehicle from yeah. front to back, on the including the roof. Uh, the it's back, got it says, a name there, too. Yeah, the, 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 the limo on the back, it says. <laughs> it's, well, it's actually called the limo, um, handwritten. Very cool. Looks like it's got a lot of miles, a lot of good wear put on that vehicle. But uh, So she wants us to talk about catalytic converters, too? Yeah, yeah. That looks uh, cool. That's a suggestion. Yeah, I wanted to surprise you uh, with she, that on the she air. She said a stick shift minivan. minivan. Interesting. Yeah, there's Interesting. Not, not a whole lot of those. A lot of, you know, it just was an unpopular option. Right. Yeah. Most most minivans by far are automatic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting too. But uh, I bet that is kind of fun to drive. All right. So as much fun as we are having with this episode, we have to leave the hallowed halls of the HSW studio and get back to some other stuff. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Lazarus Wazuma, please check out our excellent article on the website. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. We we will hang out and get to every email eventually. You can also find us on Facebook. As a matter of fact, you should find us on Facebook. Yeah, uh, you know what? We're going to post a, um, a link to that article, the how the Lazarus Wazuma works, mm-hmm. uh, on our Facebook page. So you can find that there, too, if you want to look at it. Yeah, and you can also follow us. Us on Twitter, where we tweet interesting things, but not incessantly. You won't be annoyed. And if you want to cut past all that and you go, "Hey guys, these are this is like not my style." I do email. Then go ahead and send us an email at carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.